0: 78. My name is the last and with me back from frigid New York City, Mr. Joel Young.
1: What's good, no load time? Feels like Captain Cold and Mr. Freeze have teamed up to just make the United States a very cold place right now. Yeah. I'm hoping that, that uh some superheroes can can round this up because Obed, it's cold.
0: Dude, that I, I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with the poster for the day after tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah. So I saw on Reddit that someone just stroke over the day after as they like tomorrow. <laughs> it was just frozen. <laughs> yep. Man, hope you guys up there if if you're listening, hope you guys are doing well and yeah, uh, not getting yourself into trouble by going out into sub-zero temperatures.
1: People are dying, man. It's
0: bad. Yeah. It's bad. Like, it's like my room, like down here in Florida. It's been, cold. Like, we'd have a serious week. It's been, you know, under, you know, in the 40s in the morning, which is cold for us. I know that it's kind of dumb that, that you'd say it's, you know, not really that cold, but um, but it is it is cold.
1: Yeah, it's cold.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Joe what you got man uh how was the uh how's the trip everything going all right
1: yeah man uh you know the the trip was was definitely one of those things where um you know you, you just try and take care of business because it was for business but i also had some some downtime a little bit so that was good to see some people i hadn't seen in a while uh main thing for me uh was find some time this weekend to finish out the punisher uh punisher season two of course dropped for on netflix and uh, and of course, this is probably the last time we'll see the Marvel Netflix series uh, on on uh, the big screen on the screen there with Netflix. So, Punisher being at the end, and and I really think um, for the most part that uh, they did a really good job in this 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 season. When I say that for the most part, there are some stuff that I have issues with. Um, you know, there's a storyline that uh, it just doesn't. Um, come as nicely together as you might have liked and that's that that one of the pilgrim that they have in there uh, his it's 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 very isolated from the Billy Russo storyline which is the very more fascinating more entertaining side of, of the series and when you get into the stuff with the pilgrim it feels like an afterthought and it just doesn't um, catch your attention as much as you would like um, separate from from all of that uh, yeah, the the strongest points really is that the Billy Russo return and Punisher have to take care of business with that. I think that that's the big the big takeaway there. And then of course, um, you know, seeing uh, Agent Madani back in play, uh, seeing um, this new um, lady that that makes that Punisher basically takes on to protect, which is where it spirals out into you know what the whole series is going to be about. This that season is going to be about. Um, just from him bumping into this 16-year-old girl at a, at a bar, uh, and next who's on the run, and it just all goes crazy from there. I think her character is the more relatable character for the season as a uh, the Watcher. You know, she doesn't have any special abilities. She's just trying to protect herself, and she falls into um, a situation that the Punisher's there to save her, fortunately. And uh, it's it's a good series. I recommend it. It's a good watch. You have to watch season one. There's there's no way around it. Um, you know, if you, there's this, you know, thing that the main point is the Billy Russo storyline, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you don't know what happened to Billy in the first season, you won't understand the Jigsaw situation later on. That, that's, that's the, the, the heart of the series. Um, so, but yeah, so watch season one if you haven't seen it yet, and then watch, give season two a chance. Uh, it's, it's better than, uh, some of the other season twos I think that, 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 uh, Netflix put out there. I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, there's some issues with it, but still, I enjoyed it. But, oh, bet this is probably it. Cool. Cool, All right, man. Um I actually
0: got quite a bit of stuff to talk about, Joel, because um, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And I am very excited. I was able to just briefly um, go into it. So I'm not too deep in. I'm only about an hour and a half in. And, I mean, so far, so good. Uh, it does have uh, some, the technical. I I want to say technical issues. Um, if you're, uh, if you guys are familiar with Digital Foundry, they, uh, specialize in analyzing game performance, and you know they run, uh, games through this tools and uh and other devices that measures, you know, resolution native resolution. Uh, frame rate, frame pacing, uh, pretty, you know, very technical. Uh, their video, their videos are definitely not for everyone. You know, anyone that's interested in, in you know, the nuts and bolts on on, on how games you know work uh, would be interested in, in watching uh, their videos. But they are very, very good. I I, I really enjoy uh, their content. Um, but other, other than that, uh, and I'll, and I'll go in that into a bit, man. But other, other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, the combat's solid again. Uh, it's basically Kingdom Hearts 2 on steroids, which is what I really liked because Kingdom Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, it was a more straightforward sort of game. It was more, I want to say... Uh, linear in certain ways, the combat wasn't great. It was, um, uh, it it was fine, but then two just took it to a whole new level. Uh, so the combat on three is, um, is a step uh, definitely above uh, KH two. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to you know spending more time on that game over the weekend. But yeah, it does have some technical stuff here and there. There's some frame rate issues, especially on uh. On standard ps4 the game is you know really choppy at times uh, it, it does run around 45 frames a second it they they put in a locked mode uh, for frame rate uh, and what's interesting Joel is that as soon as I turn on the uh, they, they, they put it a, a locked mode where you can lock the frame rate to uh, to 30 frames a second but when um when I went ahead and 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 locked the frame rate, I noticed that the pa- the frame pacing was off, <laughs> so I reverted back to just a regular uh, straight up um, default uh, setting for frame uh, for frame rate. Uh, based on the digital foundry uh, info, it does run around forty ish, forty five ish. So it shoots for sixty, it gets to sixty, but it just really up and down. Uh, and that's the same same across all platforms. Um, they did found it find a trick on PS uh, PS4 Pro actually, uh, where you can just force the game to run at 1080p without super sampling, and the game will run a, at a pretty much a solid 60 at 1080p. Um, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to spending more time on that, man. And uh, you know, I know that it's going to be you know long hours on that. Uh, on top of that, Joel, I you remember I mentioned that I had spent some time on Destiny 2. Yeah. and and yeah, man, uh, I'm uh, crap. I'm in. I'm tw- I'm like 20 hours in by now. <laughs> so I actually kept playing it. It was uh, uh, it it was it was pretty crazy. It's like I got sucked in. I really did, and it's fun. Like it's just the shooting. It's it's good. Uh. It, the mechanically the game is really sound i mean the story is like all over the place and it's like i don't understand what's going on but sure i don't i you know the the guns are fun and uh, you know the power-ups are cool so um so i i spent i spent i think last time we talked about it i only spent like about an hour maybe like two hours on it yeah uh, but yeah yeah i'm like i'm like 20 hours in right now it's a uh, yeah, I it's 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 there, man. It, I I like it. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, Joel, give me one sec. We yeah, are, of course we're yeah, having
1: man. a uh, yeah. bit of a uh, hiccup on the technical side.
0: Of, yeah, a bit of a hiccup. I don't know what's happening
1: here. It's all good. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm uh I'm glad you got some time in there, man. I I'm still playing on my Smash. Still playing uh, Smash Brothers on my my Switch. That's my go-to right now. Um, I really need to get back and play more Crash though, because that's my favorite one of my favorite games. So um, yeah, man. But I I I I think once I get Kingdom Hearts though, because I am planning on getting it, dude. Like yeah. I think I'm gonna spend a lot of time on that.
0: Yeah. Um. It's a. Uh, it's definitely. It's it's worth it. I mean it, it it's it's really good. It it's looks really nice like the presentation wise uh it's it's really nice. I mean you can you can tell like from from some of the presentation stuff and some of the um I, I, I don't want to say because the kingdom hearts they, they they play a certain way. yeah. Um, so and that's intact, right? It does it feels like kingdom hearts. Um it looks really nice uh, so they they definitely have that visual uh, upgrade, but you can tell that they started this game on a different engine, and they just moved it over. You can you can tell that this game was ported from a different engine, and and my suspicion, and I think this may definitely be the case. Uh, they they probably started this game on Luminous Tools, the engine they used for Final Fantasy 15, and they just they just had so many issues that they probably just had to just port it over to Unreal. Uh, engine 4 and I mean but it looks it looks looks great man but but again just going back dude <laughs> like I got sucked into Destiny 2 and I, it's I, I'm I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop for sure because now Kingdom Hearts is out uh, I got Resident Evil 2 last week uh, which I didn't get to play because I played Destiny <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy I would not have thought the day would come man I know a game that I'm super excited about I didn't get to play this past weekend well here's the thing right so, RE2 came out Friday, and, and Kingdom Hearts came out yesterday, so I was like, I'm not going to have time to finish uh, Resident Evil before Kingdom Hearts comes out, and I really want to get into Kingdom Hearts, so I don't like to start games and stop, and then, you know, play something else. I like to see see them through, so that's what... Um, that's that that's my line of thought on this thing man. <laughs> it's like I don't wanna get into it and then uh and then and then just stop and then finish it three months four months later. so um so I'm probably just gonna just give it a break and uh you know go all into uh Kingdom Hearts three uh DMC five comes out March 8th uh, so it's probably gonna be the next after uh Kingdom Hearts and then and then I'll probably get interesting evil. And then I'll probably get into like Sekiro and and this other games, uh, which I I don't want to I don't want to pre order because I don't like okay I'm getting what I want right, um, and then the, the other games like Sekiro and other this other games that are coming out throughout the year because there's a lot of stuff coming out, um, and you know uh, I'm I'm probably not got, I'm I'm not, I've never been into really begin into Mortal Kombat but. Uh, I don't know if you got got a chance to see any other Mortal Kombat stuff, and that comes out in April. So uh, a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, I, I try to prioritize with you know gaming. Uh, I don't I don't have a lot of time to game, so uh, I try to you know keep a, a, a sort of a short of, <laughs> of of games throughout the whole year. So uh, well, that's it's been good. working. It's
1: good things to look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Plus tomorrow and uh there's you know what we'll save this one for uh for the news but uh but we do have some breaking news joel yes we Let's do jump into that uh the freaking bad joel all right so it's confirmed and we have a date right yep. joel june fifth, okay. june 25th
1: 2021
0: okay and that is a, a an exact year after Wonder Woman, right? Exactly, pretty much. Okay, no Ben Affleck. Yep. All right. I don't know how I feel about this, Joel. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do, do, I, go,
1: go ahead, man. Go ahead. I think I think this is this. I, I mean, we knew the writing was on the wall for this, but. Um, You know, the reports are that no Ben Affleck, and not only are they looking to replace him, but they're specifically looking for a younger actor to replace him. So that makes it clear to us that they're not trying to, um, you know, keep the same timeline with Batman. They're not trying to basically look for just a Ben Affleck replacement. They're just looking for an entirely new Batman at this point. With that being said, how is this playing to consistencies? Um, are there any consistencies right are now in, right in the now, world? Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 wording from I believe Matt Reeves in one of his things was something along the lines of how like he okay this this is the wording that Matt Reeves told Hollywood Reporter. He said right now I'm involved in the Batman. Uh, what will be called what will call, what it will be called ultimately I don't know. Aquaman is going to be very different from Todd Phillips' Joker movie. And that's going to be different from Shazam and Harley Quinn. Warner believes they don't want to try to develop a giant slate that has to have all the plans for how it's going to connect. What they need to try to do is make good movies with these characters. So they're treating them as standalones that just so happen to exist in the same universe, but they're not looking to directly connect to each other. And that's probably what they're doing with this franchise as well. It's a separate entity. Um, they realize that they're connected to the universe between, you know. Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, and then Justice League did not hit off as well as they hoped it would. So uh, now these entities just live on their own, and that's a shame because these are some really powerful characters that really should have been um, easy to execute. This should have easier been home- than even Marvel uh, characters.
0: To some extent, yeah. I mean, yeah. because they're they're already you don't need to establish these characters. No, nope. everyone knows Superman everyone knows Batman everyone knows Wonder Woman like we've been we've been watching you know Superman cartoons and whatnot since you know yeah. Super friends and, long you know, time so it's been it's been a yeah a very very long time uh, even before that you know Superman and uh, Batman had their own uh, I would say golden era yes. uh, sort of a- animated series or serials at the time so everyone knows them they're very absolutely well-known characters there's no reason to mess it up the way they did um this was surefire uh, Warner it, with this mentality of I was like all right so here's your project and here's my advisor so you know is it my project or is it you know the studio just going in and just nitpicking things they want in the movie and that that was the problem from the beginning and we knew. That this was and that this was a problem. Yes. it's been an issue forever. Um, I, I think the only movie that is not affected by these problems is probably Man of Steel, because I think that that was the movie that was able to actually come out in its in its purest form. Yes, um, and and to some extent the uh, ultimate cut of uh, Batman v Superman, but. Uh, you know all other movies that had come out uh, after that. I mean, uh, Wonder Woman. I think for the most part was fine. Uh, and I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, uh, Aquaman, and I don't know what went behind the scenes. We've all known what's going on with the Flash movie. That's been, you know, three green-lit. different developers, three, uh, different, uh, three directors, three different. Yeah, the directors have been. It's been stop and go since it was announced. So. We, we see these problems, right? And then uh, again, we don't, it, it's not that we're fanboys. We're not cashing checks. We're not, you know, trying to just, yeah. Yeah. Joel's wearing his Justice League hat, you know. I am, not, guys. Yeah. He's not being a fanboy. So, but, but we, you know, we, we have to make the mandatory comparison, you know, even though we sometimes don't want to, but you got Marvel putting out obscure d-tier characters and just putting them on their cinematic universe and making it work in a very impressive way so why i i really don't understand i'm kind of frustrated it's funny because i mentioned it to my wife before i started recording i was like hey they announced the Batman movie no ben affleck she's like what uh, so <laughs> yeah it's Like, yeah, why? I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I guess he's not going to be in the movie. It's like, well, well, that sucks. I was like, even she told me that. Oh, yeah. That sucks. So, uh, and he does. You know, I really like Ben Affleck. I mean, again, we've talked about it on the, pro- the podcast. He's had his problems, whatever he's got going on in his personal life. I mean, it's as long as he takes care of it and as long as he's in good shape uh, to to work, we're good. But then, at the same time, you know, uh, just going back to the drawing board and doing this thing, it may or may not uh, work. Uh, I don't know. I, I really feel that this Joker movie that's coming out late this year, right? Or early yes, next this year. year. Um, I don't I don't know that movie. That movie, but the one first got announced, people were really skeptical. Done a couple of like test. Shots came out and people kind of got excited, but then uh, the more we saw, the more or the more and the more we heard, we were like, so uh, we'll see how that comes out. I mean, again, hoping for the best, and whatever DC slash WB decides to do with this thing, you know, if they just want to go back to just having uh, like a a a, you know a, a scattered around sort of universe as long as the products are good i mean whatever works because yeah. uh, that's what they've been doing with their animated features and it's been working so
1: yeah and it doesn't mean that they can't connect it at some point it just means they're just like we just want to make good movies like we're, we're over this big yeah. ja- giant slate that's the wording that they use so but this unfortunate obit because they had some great talent involved with these movies um, I mean, for the most part, generally speaking, you had. I think Henry Cavill was a good choice for Superman. Yeah. We all know that he dropped out. Um, you know, I sort think of. exactly Uno-
0: unofficially, unofficially, yeah. unofficially,
1: and it does. It doesn't look like they're really making much efforts to get him back. And now with this, feels similarly again. Now Ben Affleck, which I mean, I think Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill was supposed to be more of the. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans of the D C universe. And that's that's seemed like a very formidable, very good choice from from, uh you know, from both a standpoint of talent and just from their they look very committed to their roles. And I mean now two big people essentially no longer a part of this. Um I, I I can't see how they recover long term I think what could very well happen someone else suggested this to me saying that well they're gonna put out what they have what they've had in development rather um, which is of course this movie um, you know the Wonder Woman movies this will be coming out because they've already got that movie finished filming mm-hmm. birds of prey Joker and then they'll probably take a good two three year break and they they should
0: yeah yeah and, and then they need to figure out what they want to do yeah, I mean, because at this, at that point, we're gonna be going into, you know, Marvel Phase Five, and you know, God knows what we're gonna be getting. <laughs> oh my general. goodness, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna be ridiculous. And, and- Hulk
1: versus Fing Fang Foom? Who knows at that point? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh.
0: Man, man, Fang Fang Foom is again sweaty, cut. guys. That's a, that's a deep cut, right? There. <laughs> Holy crap! Yep, King man, the Conqueror, King the Conqueror. Oh my like, goodness, like, Namor. Like the, yeah, who who has the 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 rights to Namor are weird, was... right?
1: They're they're caught up in some weird thing. I think it was similar to the Universal situation with Hulk. I think. Yeah,
0: that yeah, I heard that that was some some weird thing. But yeah, dude, we're gonna be getting this. Mephisto and and you know the this this All the the absurd- ghost rider things are going to come back.
1: Plus the fo- Fox characters back. I mean it's just it's too yeah. much.
0: Wolverine versus the Hulk or you know whatever.
1: Oh my gosh. You
0: know, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean again DC uh, hopefully they figure it out. I mean they they have fantastic properties. Um it, it's it's a shame that's been so uh uh tumultuous uh in in that regard so i mean here we go hopefully they can figure it out but you know moving on to dc joe birds of prey out of nowhere uh we got surprise yeah which is not even a trailer is like a tease. yeah it's like a character reveal sort of thing yes you know uh we get to see a very interesting choice of costume for harley quinn (laughs) <laughs> um which I am not a big fan of I like I'm a lot of people are telling
1: me that they don't like it
0: not a big fan of that costume design yeah. for harley um we get to see the Huntress and uh some of the other characters joel I mean I saw I watched it I watched it a couple of times um I mean again this is just a, it was a character reveal um not not a lot going on but Joel what do you think
1: Best part of this trailer is the confirmation of the characters, and more so, just I mean we already knew it, but just seeing it, seeing that Ian Mcgregor is there as the black mask, I think that's what's gonna make this movie stand out. Comparison to Suicide Squad, people are gonna compare it right away because it's it's a team of rogues, you know, and and uh, of course a a more you know villain again that they're facing off against and. And uh, Black Mask being that villain, I think, is what's going to make this movie so much better. Um, at least right now, on paper, just because I think Enchantress was so weak in that Suicide oh, Squad movie, that was terrible, dude. so bad. Um, it was it was so it was so bad that you just didn't care anymore. And I think when you've got a guy like Ian McGregor, great talent, and you got a great villain like Black Mask and you take some of these characters now and bring them into a story with these two you've got some good good tentpoles to to really hang on to there um, you know obviously it looks like it's it's ver- it, the idea is to make it an all female kind of lineup of 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 villains/heroes canary you know um, you know huntress yeah. Uh, so I, also,
0: yeah canary's canary's uh, um, outfit also was y- weird
1: yeah, I mean, we only see like the hands and the, the top part of it, but they all have a very like stitched together kind of <laughs> look, and, and, and I'm not too crazy. But, but I think I think where this came from was probably some of those principal photography, like just to kind of see like how do we want, what, they probably tried on like 20 different costumes in all seriousness and just kinda said, hey, this is how we want you guys to look. Hey, we can maybe cut something out of this and make a little tease saying, yes, this movie is coming. They probably also knew that this news was coming out as well this week, uh, a tip-off to to the media uh, about the Matt Reeves-Batman storyline. So to keep DC in the conversation, some little PR damage control there. Um, That's my guess, of course. But, yeah, it's it's a tease. Um, DC will continue to... Put out what's on their slate, like I'm saying before. You know they're gonna put these movies out they've had in production. Margot Robbie is producing this movie, so that's why it has to come out. She's putting her money behind it. Her team uh, will come on, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes of it.
0: Yeah. Um. But well, I mean, I, I, it's this not a movie that I'm that I'm hyped about. Yeah, it's same. Like, it's like Suicide Squad, right? I'll see it whenever I you know stumble upon it. So I'm not. I'm not too invested in it <laughs> uh, at this point. I mean, if Edgar McGregor turn, turns out to be fantastic as Black Mask, then sure, I'll make I'll make some effort and try to watch it. But more than likely, you know, you'll probably wait. More, yeah, yeah, more than likely, I'll probably wait. I'm I'm in like no rush to to see this movie. Um, so we'll we'll I mean we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, again, uh, DC by then will be able to be able to turn it around um but speaking of uh, a, a sort of obscure character that took over um, last year joel and just made history black panther got nominated for best picture for the uh, academy awards
1: oh my goodness what a great time to be a nerd it's not even about being a marvel fan in general <laughs> like this is a win for for, for fandom
0: for nerdum all yeah. around the world yeah. literally like, Seriously, uh, we, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy
1: for them. You would never have seen this happen five years ago, and I, I, I know the conversation for a lot of people right away is like, I think there are other superhero movies before this that should. If we can't go backwards, guys, we we got we're in the now. Yeah, this yeah. pioneers the way for the future. It takes just one to get recognized, and now it's gonna get the eye. I think of. All these, you know, critics, a part of this uh, film academy, to say we take notice of what Feige and team is doing here, Um, and I think it's a positive. Again, I'm not trying to discredit the arguments. I'm even one of those people that look. I I will say there are other Marvel films that should have gone. I'm not even gonna say best picture. I'm just gonna say recognition recognition. aside from visual effects. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy. Exactly. Winter Soldier. it, It was the first for sure on that that scale. Um, but yeah, like. And I think Civil War for acting. Like, I thought RDJ actually could have even got a Best Supporting Actor for that movie, dude. The movie's so freaking good. Uh, I just... I I, I see the arguments, but I'm not here to stay on that. I think we need to celebrate this and not make this be overshadowed by the past and celebrate what this also means for the future. Of course, also, visual effects. uh, Infinity War got the nomination there for Best Visual Effects. And I... Looking at the list, um, there's other you know good movies on that list, but I don't think Ready Player One should win. The movie's fine, but it's not the best visual effects of, of the year. Um, the Christopher Robin movie, I liked that movie. It's really good. Don't think that necessarily should win. I mean, looking at the ones on that list, Obed, I really, and I'm not trying to sound biased, guys, but I really like feel that that movie should win best visual effects thanos just, just thanos is, alone. is just yeah. it's it he yeah. josh brolin is thanos and he's it's him <laughs> in a purple form <laughs> it's just fantastic
0: in a Grimace costume uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah no it, yeah seriously it, it was it was really good and then some uh, you know you got the other effects going on um in space and Uh, Yeah, you know Thor's hammer and Wakanda and you know other stuff that happened in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, uh, just the scale of uh, you know uh, the the battle at the end of the movie and and all that. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then the way they the way they use color with the Infinity Stones and uh, some of the other you know worlds that we're not gonna go into spoilers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's yeah for sure phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, man, Black Panther again. Best getting, picture. Amazing. Best picture. Yeah, getting that recognition. Uh, we'll see how this, again, like you said, uh, paves the way the, the way to for future movies. And again, as we talked in the past, for a, a potential new category for the Academy Awards, which I think would not be fair. Neither. It's great to see that these movies are getting the same recognition as you know this Oscar bait drama, like real life situation stuff. Like 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 it's it's too like you would think it's too ridiculous for real life, but yeah, it's it's whatever. So which. Again, I'm not, not talking down this sort of movies, you know, I, I, but it, it's... It, it I feels like go a, a the same movies. realm. Yeah, exactly. Same I don't go thing. to the movies yeah. to get freaking depressed and sad about society <laughs> and all this crap. I want to have a good time. I want to have fun. If I want to get depressed, I just, you know, watch the news. I, I just want to have fun.
1: No, I agree. And, and I think... Like, going on the opposite side of the spectrum, like, just think to yourself, I understand people saying these are really great movies, I, I, I understand that argument, but same could be said for those that are fans of these other types of movies, and imagine if those were the only movies being recognized, and these other, based on a true story films, were not being recognized, you'd feel the same way, impartial. That's how people on, on our side of the spectrum feel. Where it's like it doesn't always represent the entirety; it just resum- represents represents a, a small group of people. That that um, you know, good for them that they're getting the recognition and whatnot. But I think bringing this this movie like this and whatnot brings that balance. So if you try and make a new category yeah. saying best blockbuster film, essentially, you know, the basic highest grossing movies. So you're looking at you know, of course, superhero films and other sci fi's and and etc. Like you're basically saying, oh, they're not they're not good enough to be the best picture, but they're they're making money, so we'll give them an award for making money. That's to me, that's a little offensive. That's at least yeah. how I interpret it today. So but hopefully they can yeah. keep it the way it is right now and just include every now and then a good movie like Black Panthers.
0: Yeah, it's like the Grammys, right? The Grammys are garbage because it's just it's yeah. whoever sells the most, you get money. the price. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not about quality. It's no. about, it's about how much money you make. And, yeah. uh, and popu- and it's a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be a
1: guy, a one man, and a guitar singing, and it has an EP and it's like the best things ever. He's never going to get the recognition that, you know, a big a- AAA yeah. lister. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, it's the same, you know, I mean, I know that at some point it was, but you know, now it's not, it's yeah. not what it is right now, Agreed. uh, which, uh, we have to give credit, credit was credit stew to um, to the uh, the academy because they've they've been able to maintain their uh, their quality control and and they've been able to uh, actually uh, maintain their identity uh, in all of this. So uh, you know, kudos to them. Um, just move along, Joel. So we're, uh, we're a little bit behind, but we got a ton of stuff. To talk I know, about.
1: especially since last week being Holy out. This crap. is good stuff, I, guys.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah. We got a ton of stuff, stuff to talk about here. Uh, Joel, we talked about the Switch. Uh, we'll talk about this one real quick. Uh, but it, it was confirmed by NPD that the Switch was the best-selling console of 2018. Uh, I know you have one. I am in the market. <laughs> um, again, I got two more stuff to play. Uh, so I'm probably just going to hold off until maybe around summer but but I am definitely in the market for a Switch. I'm hoping that they make a crazy announcement for that, you know, supposed, you know, updated version sometime early this year, but we'll see. Um but yeah, Joel, uh again, Nintendo is the, the little system that could cuz um yes, severely underpowered compared to um the uh the PS4 and you know, and even the, the the original the original Xbox One, you know, it it's not able to to compare to to that. So, just having Nintendo build this hybrid system and pair it up with what I think it's the best year, the best year one for any console ever. Yes. Um, that you know, in regards to software, because they put out. Uh, Zelda. They put out Mario Kart. They put out Mario Odyssey. So all these things coming out on the year one, it's f- phenomenal. You know, this was like A-plus quality titles coming out on a year one of a hybrid console, something that hasn't been done, uh, that hasn't been done, that, that wasn't done until that one time so absolutely i um, I, I agree and,
1: with you exactly what you said like perfect year that's what 2018 was for them i mean they they i don't think they they miss a step at all last year by any regards from a business standpoint Obviously, sales are showing it now but just evaluating both the games um and of course the sales to combined that they put out it's just just a perfect year for them and then you know, you look at also what's going on now for the following, you know, year for 2019. They're in good hands now, so there's there's no need for them to really have a drop at this point. They're they're probably gonna stay up there for a while.
0: Yeah, they they shouldn't. I, I don't think they should freak out too much. Um, yeah. Of course, we just got the news two days ago that Metroid Prime Four uh, development development for uh, Metro Prime Four got restarted. Um, And it was given back to Retro Studios, the original uh, developers of the Metroid Prime trilogy. So, for this year, for 2019, I think they only have three big games, Joel. I think it's they have a Yoshi game that's coming out in March. Uh, They just had um, actually four, because they just had um, a port of uh, Super Mario, new Super Mario Mario Bros. U. Remember that came out for yep. Wii U? So that got a port that came out um, two weeks ago. Um, I think there's Yoshi comes out in March. And then um, there's a uh, Luigi's Mansion. There's Luigi's Mansion coming out this year. And then there's an Animal Crossing coming out this year. Animal Crossing <laughs> is huge.
1: And also you have Ultimate Alliance. Don't forget an Ultimate Alliance, it's an exclusive as it well is. to Switch as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty hyped about that.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, published being published by Nintendo themselves. So, Yeah. Um it, Japanese developed too, so I suppose. Seriously. Yeah, that's this is going to be a, that's going to be a very interesting game Joel. Yeah, yeah. I, you, yeah. The
1: the other cool thing about this, the, the just the thought of the Switch as a whole is like how you said uh, the hybrid system, like the way they they really got that locked down. I mean, looking at their predecessor Wii U, they didn't have very good success and they tried to go a little bit of that route, you know, of trying to make it like a bit of a handheld, you know, trying to be hybrid. And they could have, after that, that console came out and seeing how it performed, they could have easily said like, we're moving on from this as a whole and just go back traditional straight, you know, TV console, you know, uh, system. And instead they're like, no, we're going to try again. And we're gonna take this even a step further and, and I, I love that. I love that they were confident enough with what they had and it really is paying off.
0: Yeah. I actually saw a an article and apparently the person that's talking about this is has a, a very good track record. Um and and they're talking about how apparently there's been there's been a, a, a Sony handheld project in the works for a couple of years now. Um, but it is uncertain if if Sony is actually planning to sell this product around the world, or if it's just going to be a Japan only product. Uh, and it's basically you know a handheld that would have the capability of running PS4 games natively and streaming PS5 games whenever whenever that happens. And we'll we'll talk about PS5 in, in a little bit. Uh, just you know something got confirmed that we've talked about before yeah uh, so uh yeah uh, I think nintendo is gonna have a decent 2019 um they are they, they have a strong library already uh in place um people are buying the the console uh, I think what they what they need to do man again do a do a little refresh they don't have to go you know all out into refreshing the entire console uh, but just by Adding a little bit more uh, internal storage, um, just giving you a little bit better uh, battery and a little bit of a better screen, um, just just cosmetics almost. Uh, that would make a, a big difference. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So even even if they do that, um, but also speaking of uh, twenty eighteen numbers, uh, the we have the list of the. Uh, 20 best-selling games until 2018 and i'm gonna go through this list and we can we can share opinions as we go um disclaimer some of these uh do not include uh digital sales and uh, that goes specifically for the nintendo titles uh it does not include digital sales uh and it does not include uh, and some titles does not include pc uh, sales as well for sure uh, number 1 selling game of 2018, uh, no surprise there, it was Red Dead Redemption 2, um, so that was the number 1. Uh, Black Ops 4, number 4, uh, number 2, I'm sorry, uh, no surprise there, I mean again, that Call of Duty is usually top of the list every year, um, and this was a, a Rockstar year, so that's totally, uh, totally appropriate, I think, those 1 and 2. Number 3, Joe, NBA 2K19. <laughs> Talk about a a strong performance there.
1: Not surprising to me, though. I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised it's top three, Yeah. but I'm not surprised that it performed well just because people did like 2K18, and um, the NBA is a hot franchise. It's probably yeah. the number one sports uh, right now. Um, basketball is probably the number one sport to watch right now as it stands, aside from, of course, esports, but... Football's gone really down and, and whatnot, so I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, well, number four is Madden. <laughs> so, so you're right there, Joe. It's right behind us. <laughs> it's right, right behind you guys. Um, number five is uh, Smash Bros uh, Ultimate. Yeah, with, the, with again no digital sales included, so this could very well be number one. We don't know. Yeah, yeah we don't. We don't really know. Smash, um, Smash Bros. Yeah, Spider Man number six. That's that's pretty good. It's a pretty good showing for Spidey. Uh, Far Cry Five at number seven. That's Far Cry usually sells well. Uh, there was this title. There was a, a lot of hype behind it, um, and and you know it, it does help that this uh, Far Cry is on on everything. Um, so that's uh, I think that's that's pretty good for for a Ubisoft game. Uh, God of War at number eight. Monster Hunter World at number nine, uh, which I believe Joel is on track to become. Capcom's highest selling title ever. Uh, So yeah, great, great for Capcom. Um, Also, RE2 it's 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 outpacing all previous Resident Evil titles uh, so far. So uh, just to throw it out there, Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey number ten, Joe. That uh, good game. Yeah, you know I keep hearing very positive things about it.
1: I know you don't have time, but if you did, or those of you out there listening, if you have time, it's a good pickup.
0: Yo, number eleven. It's Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> this game came out in 2013, guys. It's okay. You you can let it go. It's fine. It's fine. You can you you can do without it. It's okay. It's okay. My goodness. <laughs> but uh, Mario Kart Eight was the uh, number twelve title. I have that not, one. Yep, yeah, not including digital sales. Um, Fair to mention that this game actually came out August of 2017. So yes. this game even you know, came out the, the the previous year. It didn't even come out this year, uh, this past year. Uh, FIFA 19 uh, was number 13. Uh, Battlefield 5, number uh, 14. Mario Super Mario Odyssey, again, a game that came out in 2017. Uh, it's at number 15. Uh, Call of Duty World War 2, Joe. This is the 2017 title. Um, oh yep. So yep. this is at number 16. Yeah. Um number 17, Dragon Ball Fighter C. <laughs> yeah, We That's made good. it. We made we made top 20. There told you. Go. Told you. Uh Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Again, going back to Switch the the Stellar year Amazing. one that the Switch had. You know, this was a Switch release title. And it's it's here. It's still Amazing. on the list. Um Super Mario Party. At number nineteen, uh, and that came out pretty late during the year. I think that came out like November too. Uh, and uh, number twenty is uh, Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu. So that's your your top twenty games for for twenty eighteen. Um, Fascinating. Joel, yeah, it's a very very eclectic list of games with uh, with some some really good stuff and some things that you know. Uh, I would play... I think, of, out of all of these games, probably Madden's the one that I'm le- the least interested in. Yeah. Uh, because of, you know, me not liking Madden that much. Uh, but, you know, other than that, man, this is very solid. And um, again, shout out to uh, DBFC. Uh, and, you know, we'll actually... You know what? Let's go ahead and jump into Dragon Ball, Joe. Because there was a... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Namco's event over the weekend happened, and uh, they announced that tomorrow, on the on January thirty first. If you're listening to this on uh, on the thirtieth, the uh, season two for Dragon Ball Fighter Z comes out. Um, they released a bunch of patch notes um, yesterday afternoon, uh, but more importantly, season two. Of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, we'll see again six new characters. Uh, they announced four of them already, uh, so two are coming out tomorrow when uh, when season two drops, and that is Jiren and uh, man, I was like, I I, I need coffee, bro. <laughs>
1: it's okay, just a little bit cold out there throws you off too.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So it is uh J- Jiren and Videl are coming out for Dragon Fighter C. Of course Videl will have uh Super Saiyan Man or the Great Saiyan Man, um with her as uh, as a sort of attack team uh, uh character. Um Jiren was given I mean he was very popular on, on Dragon Ball Super, of course, you know that uh that uh Tournament arc was fantastic at the end of Super, so uh, that's, uh, that's a given. But then the next two characters they announced, Joe. It's going back to uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly uh, did very well in the theaters. He got it was number three last weekend. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three on on uh, on uh, box office sales. So um, they announced that we we're gonna get Broly from uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, along with um, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan Blue, just to simplify it, Gogeta. Um, good picks, in my opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how Gogeta plays. That seems like a character I would play. Since I, um, I already play Vegito. I was like, just combining all the the fusion characters on my team may may probably be a, a, a pretty good idea. Um, but I'm curious to see how he plays. Uh, and then um, we got two question mark characters that we don't know and that's probably if you ask me, Joel, that's probably gonna be uh you know Kefla with, you know, either a fusion uh with, you know, uh it would be it'd be like uh it would be like it would be either Kale with Kefla as an assist or, or with oh, with sorry, with Kalifla as an assist, or Kefla. Uh, as the character. And the other one's probably going to be uh, Ultra Instinct Goku. Uh, so that's my prediction for that. We'll see how that goes. Dragon Ball Fighter is still doing hot, man. I, I wish I had more time. Put more lifetime time on, on that game. Last last time I went online, I got whooped. I was not I wasn't too happy. I was, I was feeling the salt, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, He's not salty. Yeah, I became the salt for a that's, second. That's there. it right there. He is the salt. <laughs> I'm okay with salt, um, but it's been it's been a it's been it was a while before uh, I, I jumped in and I didn't do any lap time. so I just jumped in online and I got whipped and and it was <laughs> you know what it's, it's fine I'm I'm, I'm here. Oh, accepts it. <laughs> I'm here for fun. I'm not here to I'm not here to pretend that I'm the best. I'm you know I'm here to have fun. So, uh, but Joe along uh, alongside. Um, the announcement for Dragon Ball C. Damco also revealed that there is a new Dragon Ball game coming out called uh, so far, I mean right now, it's called Dragon Ball Project Z and uh, which they described as an auction RPG and this is being developed by CyberConnect2, the guys behind the Daruto games they did the JoJo games that came out for... PS3 and PS4, if I'm not wrong, um, I think they did both of them, and they did uh, a Wrath, which was a, uh, a an over-the-top action game that Capcom published. So um, it, it looks cool from uh, like the from a visual standpoint. Um, it doesn't look as uh, I want to say as, as good as Dragon Fighter Z you know uh, visually uh, but it but it looks good it doesn't it doesn't pretend that it's gonna be realistic graphics like uh, jump force um, it, it's using cell shading in a, in, a, in a very nice way so it looks solid uh, curious to see what the gameplay and what this thing's gonna look like in action so uh, interesting stuff coming out of Namco man they are they're going they're going hard in Dragon ball now again <laughs> You know, we got two Xenoverse games like pretty much back to back, Fighter Z, now we're getting this announced, new season for Fighter Z, um a movie <laughs> that just came out. Yeah, it's, apparently good too. Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard it was really I good. Heard it's yeah, good. Yeah. So man, just uh yeah, a lot of Dragon Balls, it's like it's probably the best time to be a Dragon Ball because um uh, I remember back back in my day, Joe um, when Dragon Ball GT came out, and we were all super sour and disappointed with how terrible GT was, um, and then Dragon Ball pretty much died for a few years, and then it resurfaced on on, on English TV, uh, you know, basically Cartoon Network revived it or, or brought it here, and then it saw a resurgence in popularity. But I think right now it's the it's the most popular it's ever been. So uh, I am it's really good. happy about this yeah uh, Joel, we got some news from uh, from the PC gaming uh, spectrum and uh, we've talked about the epic game store that launched and how they are securing um, exclusive titles for this service. And a big one that a lot of people were were expecting, to come out on, on Steam. Come out on PC. Because everything comes out on Steam. And that was Metro Exodus. Is, uh one of the most anticipated games this year. Uh, it was revealed. I think a year and a half ago. I want to say at a Microsoft. Oh this was revealed when they revealed the Xbox One X. Uh, it wasn't that big reveal. Uh, and they announced that this game. Uh, is going to be. A. Uh, v- on, on the PC is going to be exclusively available on the Epic Game Store, um, Steam, or Valve. Started uh, crying foul, saying this is not fair, and I totally understand where they're coming from. Um, but this this sort of thing happens when you know you don't have when when you go on unfazed for fifteen years without any competition. And then, Absolutely, and then suddenly competition comes in, and things things get ugly. Um, Joe, uh, we we're not necessarily PC gamers, uh, but but you you totally understand, you know? Uh, yeah, where this we know going. how this works.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, Joe, what what do you think of this? I don't think it's unfair. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's straightforward. It's it's not unfair, and the reason being is just because somebody locks into an exclusive rights doesn't mean doesn't mean that like out of nowhere now you're you're at a loss or anything it's just the other guy had a better deal and i mean it, it's this is what happens all the time in the console market i mean you know guess what this guys have the rights to have a spider-man game exclusively on yeah. playstation and okay so that's it now the they have this and it's not unfair they made a deal that they can do this and cool like you said oh but they're just not used to this um but this is just the way it is and I think competition drives more innovation it's gonna cause them to not just look at maybe staples as their financial um, upholds but now looking at maybe some new things that can bring in some additional revenue that would compete against a Metro Exodus or, or etc. Yeah. Um, there's there's plenty of other stuff out there. It's yes I understand you're like wow it's it's a loss just swooped in and outbitted us and got this thing as an exclusive But it's not unfair. It's a monopoly out there. This yeah. is how it has to be
0: Yeah, I think the big the big thing was that uh, Steam was already taking pre-orders for the game uh, Because the game was listed people were already putting money or not putting money technically uh, but pre-ordering the game on Steam and then, you know, Valve has to go ahead and cancel all those pull pre-orders. It. Yeah, and you know, basically pull the game, cancel pre-orders, move move to the other platform if you want your uh, game. There's you know people out there already trashing um, the Epic Games Store, calling it the Tencent store, or I don't want Chinese software installed on my machine and this and that. I mean, it's. It is what it is, right? It's 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 business. It's competition. Um, I think the big thing that caught Valve um, by surprise is is um, that they already had the game up for pre-order and they were not taking into consideration. Hey, this sort of thing may happen. What should we do in this case? So uh, now, now I think that uh, both PC. Um, distribution platforms like um you know the epic game store and va and, and steam they they need to commute or you know i'm not gonna leave this to the to the to the publisher because the these guys need to be doing their homework um yep this needs to these guys need to be reaching out to the to the publishers and saying hey are you gonna be on our platform? Are you gonna be on this guy's platform? Or are you yeah. gonna be on both? And they need to get you know their their p's and q's and a straight and 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 be able to figure out something to avoid this sort of mess in the future. Uh, but yeah, I, like like what you said, I don't think this is unfair. As you know, um, when I saw the 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 uh, the first um the first headline. Uh, regarding this, I just I just thought of Anakin just going, it's like, it's not fair, just tossing <laughs> things and, uh, and, and Tatooine um, just complaining about Obi-Wan. And I, I thought about that. And, and it's, you know what? Again, um, these guys need to get together with publishers and make sure that this, you know, sort of like uh, consumer impact uh, doesn't happen again because you know at the end of the day consumers are being you know impacted with these changes and um you always want to keep that to a minimum so um i think that's one of the things that in the future uh they they may be able to re- reevaluate. um joel the last last of news that that we have here um we we do have some other things but we are uh, already a little bit over um is that uh sony reportedly is moving ahead with uh focusing development on ps5 this to me this is no secret (laughs) i've been saying this for what joe like four months now of course it's like there's like dude there's like nothing that's first party playstation like there's nothing being worked on for ps4 with probably uh that that hasn't been announced right like right. you know, Ghost of Tsushima and uh, in the Last of Us Part Two, those are coming out for PS4. But other than those two games, dude, and and even M- this maybe games, Death Stranding, yeah. Well, maybe Death Stranding, but maybe. Death Stranding is not technically first party, is being exactly. published by Sony, but it's you know Kojima Productions. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I mean I've known about this for a while now, and it, it's it was like the obvious. uh, uh the obvious way for 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 sony to start you know strengthening their uh their their next-gen platform they they need to refocus this you know resources they just can't keep putting out stuff for ps4 when they have a new platform coming out um there's a again not a lot of info this is something that that came out and was acknowledged and it's you know sort of official now uh but we we've sort of known for for a while now um, Joe I mean what what do you think it's it's are we close are we still shooting 2020 on this thing I think
1: I think we might be I still I actually think I still think this is the year it's announced and I think it's coming out next year like yeah. I think this is yeah. this is the transition we're in the transition officially and it's not transition is in development we're in the transition of trying they're trying to train us to look at the next thing and be ready for the next thing so yeah because they already have, it's already there. They're 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 ready for it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh it makes sense. This is good news, actually. I think if you're if you're a fan of what PlayStation's been doing, you shouldn't be. Oh man, they're not still working on PS Four stuff. No, you should be happy that they're putting full efforts into PS Five. Because then that means that they're they're not just putting out a, a console for no reason. They're putting out, you know, their, their next console with some some solid plans ahead of time, and that's how you do it you plan ahead and uh, it's yeah. going i think it's going to pay off
0: yeah i mean again microsoft's been doing this you know with the studio acquisitions uh, they they're totally... Re- you can definitely tell that they're shifting i think that uh, microsoft may launch first just because they yeah. they need a new platform because of how um I, you know in, in in as a whole you know the Xbox One did not do terrible, uh, but they they're like getting getting decimated right now, um, and and that uh, just just it, it took them three four years almost to switch the, uh, the their uh, the the word of mouth into oh you can't play used games and 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 this sort of like terrible PR uh, disaster that they had that first year. Right. Um, into into something more positive with you know Game Pass the uh, uh, the X coming out um, and and all this stuff that you know backwards compatibility on and, and all these things that they're doing uh, then the studio acquisitions um, they're refocusing into you know cloud gaming and all these things um, you know you can tell that they're prepping for a for a strong next gen and that's awesome um, because you know, one again can assume PlayStation is doing the same thing and you know we if we get two strong products next gen, we'll win. So you know exactly. at the end of the day, um, we 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 are we will reap the benefits of uh of the console wars at the end of the day. So <laughs> um uh Joe real quick um and I let's let's go ahead and and, and talk about um a GameStop. Oh uh, my goodness. Because yeah. We, we, I ha- had it, I had it here in the docket. I was gonna let it go, but let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. Why not? Um, you know, since, since we're already here. So, GameStop, it was, uh, it was announced a, a couple months ago that they were looking for a buyer. Um, financially, the, the company has been, you know, ups and downs. They bought, uh, ThinkGeek and they've sort of integrated some of ThinkGeek into GameStop stores. Um, they they haven't been doing very well with uh used game sales i think that uh people buying more games digitally now has definitely impacted uh that that sort of market for used games um i haven't bought a, a used game in a very very long time um last game i bought at gamestop up uh, at gamestop was actually street fighter 5 interestingly enough wow um which I bought on release, and that was what 2015 February 2015, I think. Wow, um, yeah, February 2016. Yeah, so that was the last time I actually bought a game at GameStop, Joel. And I mean, I've bought shirts <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Christmas ornaments, but not games, yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy. So, um, so they were they were looking for a buyer, and they were approached by Sycamore Partners and Apollo Global Management, which are companies that buy. Um, they're they're not not companies, but they're investment firms that buy uh, struggling companies for companies that are looking to either avoid or get out of bankruptcy, and you know get uh, get 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 a little bit you know more afloat than they used to be. They you know they they wanted to. Uh, be able to stabilize GameStop basically in essence. Sorry, I hit my mic. Um, so they they backed out. Um they, they were not able to cut a deal with these companies. Uh, news got out and GameStop stock tanked twenty seven percent and you know since this was announced. Um Joe, is this again? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, a doom and gloom kind of guy, and I don't want to, you know, talk talk doom and gloom on the podcast. But is this it? I mean, will will this start something that would either make GameStop one, maybe change their their their, their strategy completely, or will this be the gradual decline of? you know, and, and and eventual disappearance of GameStop.
1: Yeah, I I'm unfortunately feeling the decline. I'm I'm feeling that uh, you know, looking at the state of games as as a whole and, and, and where you purchase your games, how you purchase your games, you know, digital is very popular obviously right now, but you still have a market for physical copies what they really pinned their their, their services on was the trade ins and buying used games at a discount. You know, and that worked for a while and and, and and it was a good idea I think initially. But a couple things that really have hurt them is for one uh, you know, it's they're always made fun of for their trade in values, it's hilarious. Yeah, um, it's just not it, there's no point in trading your games in right now, you might as well keep them. It's better off value just have holding on to your game than giving up a game for free and you think you're actually getting something out of it.
0: Yeah, I think last um, time I traded actually, actually traded in games was um, when uh, when I got my PS3, I, I mean, this was back in 2007, I was super freaking broke. So, I gave him a bunch of PS2 games that I was not going to play again and, you know, get a couple PS3 games. Uh, Yeah. I think I traded in like 13 games or something. Wow. And I got got one game out of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, that that just shows you the the equivalencies there. What I'm talking about, the 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 not a good value in, in in their in their business model for the trade-ins there and, and obviously that was what they really pinned themselves on was you know come here and buy, and s- buy games or trade your games or sell it back to us or whatever right but um, the other thing uh, as I said there's two things the first one was being trade-in being an issue for them now and then the second thing is uh their used games you know obviously that's a big point of their 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 service as well and I think in a day and age where people wanna have their, you know, day one access codes and, you know, different values that you get with having your first brand new copy of a game, you miss out a lot on that with you know buying a used game you're you're not going to have those codes Everyone, the person who owned it before has already used it um, so yeah it's at a discount but you miss out on a lot of things where if you'd spend it's not even that much of a discount like you might spend five to ten dollars more and get a brand new thing and get something that's well worth your extra ten dollars if not even more you know just from having that brand new game and it's nothing not like having a brand new game right so I think Those two things are the things that really harm them. With that being said, Obed, talking about their future and and talking about unfortunate um, predictions of demise, I think there's still a way they can survive, Obed, but I think it's going to require a lot of evolution to, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but just existing online. If they become an online-only thing instead of having a, a store um, that might be the way they survive and then maybe someone else will acquire them that way so that way they can really cut their 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 fees for just operational fees that they have there that probably would benefit them but looking at it, a bit, I mean Amazon Games is a great value I use that all the time with my Prime you know, getting... I use you, Best Buy, man Best Buy is the is one I was going to go into and they have um, you know, also similar stuff with trade-ins and etc. Um, so, I mean there's enough competition out there but um, you know people are buying their games digitally they're buying them online and nobody's really trading in or, or thinking about buying used games anymore so GameStop doesn't really have anything that sets them apart even their their pre-buy specials it's not like you can't get that pre-buy special somewhere else I for know. the most part there's nothing really that special so that that's yeah. my, my my point
0: yeah and I think they they have the worst rewards program ever yeah the rewards program is the worst, dude. It doesn't like, reward you. <laughs> it doesn't reward. You know the contrary. You have to pay for a year. You know a yearly fee, and yes. then you get a discount on uh, on used games. On used games, right? I got Resident Evil Two and Kingdom Hearts Three. Right. I got a ten dollars Best Buy uh, rewards credit on Resident Evil Two. That's rewards. which which I already had pre ordered using a ten dollars credit. So, and I got the deluxe edition of Dressing Able 2 when it came out, so I saved the difference that the deluxe edition cost, plus they sent me an extra 10 bucks. Plus, when Kingdom Hearts came out, I got another 10 bucks back. Dude, I got 20 bucks? Are you serious? And I just, just for buying
1: games you were already going to buy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I can just go ahead and pre order another game with those 20 bucks and just save $20 on a game? Come on, man. Uh, and, and then GameStop t- tries to charge me a year to buy used games that God knows where those games spin. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I once bought a game at GameStop used and, and it looked like <laughs> someone actually ate on the freaking disc. And I was like, are you serious, dude? You're going to give me this crap. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's bad. Like their rewards program's terrible. Um, Service has gone better. You know, it's been better the last few times that I've been at GameStop, but dude, it's like I order something at Best Buy, I pre-order it, I go to work, I come home, and they just my package is here already. It's there. Yes. It's it's, I don't have to worry about going to the store, showing my driver's license and having to scan my thumbprint and all this crap that GameStop does. (laughs) I know. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, You know what? You know, at the end of the day, if, if someone is going to buy GameStop and keep it afloat, uh, I, the only company that I could see doing it would be Amazon, um, because I think they would be able to find some value in it. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, um, I think that they they should sell Geek to uh you know a company that would you know maybe like Hot Topic or something, some a company that would oh yeah op- yeah a company that would keep it open. Because they do sell good stuff at the uh, their ThinkGeeks I agree, you know, uh, but unfortunately, when it comes to you know just games, I know that you need a place to buy you, your consoles, but uh, and they've been cutting back on a lot of inventory too. Like, uh, yeah. I remember uh, my local store that I that I you know go to to browse because you know I go in and and check out stuff. Um, I remember that store was gigantic. And then uh, they split it in two, and then it became uh, half GameStop, half, um, man, what was that Apple store that they they opened, that the GameStop opened, and they closed within a year?
1: I can't remember the name now. Oh, man. It yeah. was
0: something Mac, um, and, and that, that closed within the year, and then they opened Geek at that location. But then, actually, ThinkGeek is is spreading over to the GameStop because the GameStop's now like half ThinkGeek, half GameStop, and then next door is ThinkGeek, like a whole store for it. So, I mean, man, I it it sucks to see them go, right? But uh, of course, they, yeah. they're being a victim of their own, uh, you know, terrible rewards program, um, just customer service not great. It's always you know the the the, some of the quality of the used games is bad sometimes you go buy a used game they don't have the the case for it and all this crap it's like if i was gonna buy a used game i would probably go to gamer sync the uh uh, place that i'm telling you about is a mom and pop shop yeah right across the street from gamestop uh and uh those those guys that work there you know great service good conversations and uh they they their stores it looks everything that they have uh and and the games that i've bought from them uh used uh are, are in great shape and they're complete in box so can't complain about that uh but yeah man i mean we'll see where, where this goes with gamestop but uh Joel, now for sure that's all i got man if yeah man just go ahead and take us home great
1: uh, for sure, guys, guys, make sure to go ahead and stay following us on social media. You know how we talked about earlier in this episode about the Ben Affleck uh, situation with, with Matt Reeves and, and, and the Batman series and him now no longer being a part of it? Well, guess what? We had posted back when um, the news had come out about Henry Cavill no longer being a part of um the shazam and basically leaving the dc uh cinematic universe we had actually posted a really funny photo of uh the 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 actors the cast together and kind of made it look like a, an avengers um dust uh, you know disintegration of henry cavill and a little bit of ben affleck go ahead and, ch- and check out that that photo by following us on our social media it was really funny so i i it came to mind when we were talking about this uh the specific story. So go ahead and give us a follow on on our social media at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Guys, also be sure to be subscribed to our show. Be subscribed via audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Also, we're now on Spotify, which is really awesome. So go ahead and share that with your friends and family.
0: And Castbox.
1: Cast box guys, we're, we're out there. So so there's no need to, for you not to be able to listen to us Of course you can always subscribe and watch us on our video versions as well here on YouTube um Please also feel free to send in any feedback, questions, comments that you might have. We may even discuss it here on the show. Send an email to time at gmail.com. That's time at gmail.com. Oh, but I think it would be fun one of these days to maybe do like a mailbag episode or something like that. So, guys, send in some send in some questions or something. Maybe, maybe yeah, we yeah. could think about doing that someday. But yeah, we absolutely. need you guys to, to send some feedback and whatnot to us.
0: Cool. Yeah, absolutely, you guys. Um, any feedbacks, absolutely welcome. And yeah, like Joel said, we can we can do a questions episode. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. But again, thank you guys, and we will see you again.